the episode you are about to hear was created prior to our rebranding to Foul Play. If you have any information on any of our cases, you can visit us at itsfoulplay.com. A couple months ago, I traveled to Baltimore and visited the locations that are of importance in Sister Kathy and Joyce's case. Gemma and I met up with many people you have heard from already, and a few you will hear on a future podcast. Be aware that this audio was recorded while we were walking and talking along the streets. It was pretty windy, so I apologize ahead of time for the noise from wind and passing vehicles. Billy's niece, Sharon. Gemma and I met up with her on Monumental Avenue, where she showed us the home where her grandmother raised her father and his brothers, including Billy. Next to the home is the very woods Sister Kathy's body was discovered in. Very different. It was pristine white. That porch was a beautiful gray. I mean, it was clean. It was just very different than what it is now. And uh, it seemed to me, because I was a little girl, you know, it was huge, like a castle. But when I look at it now, it's kind of funny. But um, none of that was there. There was a garage. I don't know if it's still there on the other side of the driveway. It was a freestanding garage that my grandfather used as a shop, mechanic shop. My father used to have show cars and things like that, so I guess that's what they did in there. But all this stuff was not here in the back. It seems to me the woods were a lot thicker than they are now. This could have been... Uh, you know, logging could have gone on in there or whatever. Maybe it's just thinned out. I don't know. but Or maybe it's just my memory, but it seemed to be a lot thicker. The only thing here was this house. All of that going that way is since we lived here. Um, there were two little boys who lived in this house that we used to play with, and that was about it, and some kids up the street that were our age. That's basically it. So it's my family home. How far away from here was Kathy from? Um... What would you say it is? Is it a half a mile, a quarter mile? quarter mile, it's up the street and around. I measured the distance from the home Billy grew up in to the location Kathy was left. It's almost 1,000 feet, or 0.18 of a mile. In fact, if you were to walk from this house through the woods in a straight line to the back of the Smith shop, Kathy was found almost exactly on the halfway point in the woods. Remember Sharon's dad saying, we killed a woman and put her behind the shop. This is what I was talking about when we were doing the podcast. I'd never met Gemma, and I never knew where she was found. I asked Gemma, show me exactly where she was found, and she pointed to that tree. And I literally walked up to that tree, and I go, it was that way. And I don't know why I said it. Yeah, I don't know why I said it. So then we got in the car, and we drove here and got out, and we talked to the man here. He was like, oh, yeah, when I bought this place in the 80s, I was told she was found right there. And he pointed to, like, where all that big equipment is right now. So I went and I stood on a rock there, and I was like, oh, my God, are there railroad tracks? And I realized I was looking at the back of my grandfather's shop. You literally can see it from where those tractors are sitting. But that is not where she was found. Right. She was found here. And that's why I asked. um, Yes. Oh, this Yep. So I can imagine that. This is yeah, not, this, oh, was, this was just new and since a year that Gary and I were here. Look at that yep. No, none of this is here. This was all wood. And uh, you told me it was, uh, you know, just a few feet in, right here. This is a, this was all clear. Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. There was a house that said at the bottom, too. Yeah, that's what I was There was a house. 
else at the bottom here. So if you can just imagine, I mean, you're looking at the other side of the hill now of where we just were. But that house was right there, and then her body was found right up there, which was really weird. You know, the guy that owned this property like a million years ago, his name was Smuck. It was the Smuck Dump. And there were um, leaking containers of something under the ground that nobody knew about until all this was turned over. And so there were all these, like, violations, environmental CEP. stuff. And now there's a dog kennel here. And I, I bet those dogs have, like, two heads and <laughs> weird stuff. I wouldn't want to live here. Yeah, but when we actually walked in, it was past the last house on the, that was on the left, and then they, then the wood starts, and then across from the sand and gravel, there's a driveway. Well, that would fast. make the 100-yard theory make more sense. Right. And then in the woods. So the plaque that Jean's family put faces the road, and you can actually see it from the road. But, um, yeah, it was very busy down here, I'm sure, the week after the people. So if they walked in that sideway, then they would be getting on that crest of that hill, right? Or you think there was another hill? I'm just so confused by that well, picture. Well, because it all looks different. Right. This is all grown now. This is all... Yeah, right. We moved from the woods to in front of the Schmitz family's old shop. So I remember talking to a guy that has a shop down there, and he didn't remember it, but you wouldn't have come at it from this side. Right. Because of the railroad tracks. Right. And now 95 also, right? Yep. Cuts through. So two sections. Right. You can see this through. But back in the day, my That's mom says, when the boys, the boys, meaning my father and his brothers, when they were teenagers and young men, my mother said they used to drag race back here along the railroad right. tracks. So I guess there's always been like a dirt road. Like, this was high activity for my family. It's an area they are very familiar with. And the one with the flag is yours. Yeah, that was my grandfather's shop. And so, um, literally, out the back door of the shop, if you look straight up the hill, it's where I was standing when you all came down and were... That's where I thought she was found. the bottom of the road. Yep. We kept going down the bottom. Yep. So... It is close. And wait till you see the apartment. What you have to do from here to get to the apartment, you're going to be like. <laughs> and where Billy's apartment was right. compared to where the car was right. found. Right. Right. Yeah. So. This conversation happened in the car on the way to Kathy's carriage house apartment. Keep in mind driving from the location she was found back to where she was abducted and her car returned isn't a direct route. It's full of many twists and turns onto smaller roads. But what are the chances that Billy lives next to Kathy and Russ, and they just happen to dump Kathy behind the shop that Billy's dad owned? If Kathy was never moved, this would have been the opposite of the route that they would have taken to dump her because we're heading to the carriage house apartments now, which is where they would have picked Sister Kathy up with the car, with her car. One thing that kind of didn't make much sense to me is the two hunters that found her said they were hunting in that, in that wooded area when they found her. There's not really much animals back there. You're right. So, I mean, they, they could have been hunting squirrels, but that doesn't seem... Another weird thing is they were not from this part of Baltimore. So really? they traveled wow. a while to get over here. So they went to that particular area. Yeah. Wow. I know Gemma was, was, thinks they were hired or paid to discover her right. body or possibly. Or... Right. Either given some money to mm -hmm. or the, the police were like, you know, because we believe that Scannell was involved. He was buddy-buddy with Maskell. Scannell's the officer, the responding officer. Right. So it's possible, you know, if the dad's a sex offender, that they're all buddy-buddy. You right. know, hey, you can do this and we won't. We'll make sure that you're not getting caught for it. We pulled up outside the carriage house apartments. 
possibly in a location Billy could have parked along the street across from his apartment. See the car that's parked along the sidewalk? Yes. Okay. If Jerry parked where we are, and there were cars parked parallel there, he would not necessarily have seen the car sticking out because it was not sticking out any farther than the width of that car. It was not sticking out into traffic. So I'm not defending him. I'm just saying... Where's Kathy's apartment, though? Around on the other side, but this was Billy's in this building. So this used to be open. You used to be right. able to walk through here. You can't See go through now. See those things like that? Those all there. that was open. It was open. We could walk up and around. Yeah, but all I'm saying is that everybody who's saying they would have seen the car. Right. And Michelle Stanton lived in that lantern court. Right. Oh, wow. I know. Michelle Stanton lived over there? She did at the time, and... She came to the nun's house because some of her friends were playing music with the nuns. And she came over to see the nuns, which is around on the other side, but you could get through here. And the school up here, where all these kids are coming from, is the one that Edgar was trolling for girls. Right. So, I mean, it's all, like, so close. So close, Yeah, right. yeah. Right. And although we had to jump over a couple exits on the beltway, as the crow flies, it's very close oh, to yeah. 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 Yep. So we can go up and around with Sharon. Yeah. Hey, Cher. Yep. Nobody else got the email about wearing black boots today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I know. At least we stand. But I like yours better than mine. I like those heels. These are so cheap. <laughs> so Do you want to go up and around? Yeah. Yes, you yeah. And just like Abby says in the documentary, that's the school where Edgar was cruising. Right. right. So oh, wow. look at that. Picking up girl. Right. And that's where Jesus. Russell taught. Oh right. So Kathy took the car to school. Yeah, and she walked. And Russ walked. Yeah. That's the school, right. So their parking spaces would have been here. Around here. Okay. So you can see under the cover of dark, I mean, you know, five, five sprints. And yeah, you're home. And he wouldn't have parked in Kathy's spot. Kathy right. would have parked over here, right? Yeah, I think yeah. five was hers. Right here? Yeah, I think five was hers. When Pat Gilner moved in with Russell it's like a 10 degree and talked about um, being afraid, oh, she said scared. she'd get her, her like book bag and stuff and like run to the apartment because right. she had to run around. Wow. So this was her apartment right here, that half under the ground one. Well, I mean, if somebody just gave you those facts and nothing else. Right. So which one was Billy's? He was down here. He was the one. Right. And behind my Uncle Bill's apartment is the laundry room. Right. Right there is the... Yes, and this used to be a wall. He was open. So he could come in. After we left the carriage house apartments, we met up with Joyce's two brothers, Don and Pat Malecki. At the location her car was discovered, on the day after she disappeared. No, th this is all new. Okay. This, this was like, this was called Boontown for a reason. That's, what does that mean? It's just a boom town. That's, yeah, right. it's just something that's been around This, this was all stores all the way up the road. Okay. Yeah. Because I talked to John Benham, the, the cameraman. Mm -hmm. I think you've met him, right? When they came to your house? Okay, yes, yeah, yes, John yes, yes, yes. John from Baltimore. Yes. And he said, it's the pink wall mm -hmm. and the parking lot. And this is okay. the address that he said was, I thought he said, the convenience store where Joyce, where you guys found Joyce's car. But Well, like I say, this... From here on, this is all new. I mean, it's this what, place. Tell me new. what's new. This building? On the other side. Okay. It's, it's what's all... this place here? I don't know. 
something. Now there. a church or something. But it obviously, it obviously wasn't built that way originally. So, well, this has been 49 years. Yeah, yeah. I know, but you can't be that old. Wait, you're not that old. <laughs> I thought you had your 29th birthday not long ago. <laughs> yeah, right. And you just heard stories from the family. Yeah. Right now. Uh -huh. I'm just glad to see you. Okay, now, who all's going? Waiting for one more car. Right. Okay. And that's it. But I, I do want to, um, can you talk to us a little bit about, if you're, if it's not upsetting for you, about, like, I know Joyce had, like, a, um, a process when she was going to see her boyfriend, right? A calling first? Pat has some things he would like to explain to you okay. how it worked going on to a military base and talking to somebody 49 years ago. I right. couldn't tell you what it is now. And he has some concerns about, you know, what we've heard. Okay. And, and whatever. And like heard from us? Different, you know, throughout. Remember, we've been to some meetings. Yeah. And we went, the last meeting was with the uh, FBI agents. Okay. And um, the, the Baltimore County right. cold case. Okay. You came to one at my house. Right, that yeah. Was, yeah. That, that was okay. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is we've just heard, and, you know, you start thinking, you know, you, okay. you know how things, you know, were and whatever, and then you hear some different things, and Pat can elaborate, elaborate on this, was the call that we were at a meeting, and this wasn't, you weren't at this particular meeting, mm -hmm. but he said that they had proof that she made a phone call from this phone booth to her boyfriend, but that didn't happen. He, even oh, the even okay. the FBI verified. He said no, no oh. way, it didn't happen. No phone call. Nope. No. Okay. Now, she, now the, the theory was that she pulled in here to use a phone booth. Right. Okay. No. Okay. I was telling Daryl that uh, in. 1967, Baltimore had riots. Mm -hmm. At the time, Joyce was working in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. On Washington Boulevard. Okay, where was she working? We were... Was it a paper company? No, the paper you went. I I said a liquor store. Or, or, I heard that. We yeah. Heard that I, once again, it's a brain fart. Okay. <laughs> Been having a lot of them lately. Wait, I mean, we've heard hey, wild don't laugh because your time's coming. All right. Getting back to what I was saying. Yeah, go ahead. Was, uh... Why was her car here? Okay. Okay. In 67, we had to riot. She was working in Baltimore. Right. She was using my uh, Barracuda to go back and forth to work. Okay. Who switched cars with her that no, night? No, no, no. This, this was way before. We'll get to that. Oh, okay. This I'm sorry. Before. She was using my Barracuda to go back and forth to work. Because I, he was worked at the Coast Guard yard with my father, and he was, they were carpooling. Which street were you on in? Um, Lansdowne? Yeah. Laverne. Laverne. Okay. That's one that has some of the older individual homes on it, right? They're all It's old. not like right in the middle of Lansdowne. Right. Getting back to okay. what I was saying. <laughs> Tell me. Try to keep your mouth shut down. <laughs> I know it's going to be hard. Start raising your hand. Yeah, yeah. Now, now I'll, I'll keep you in touch. Um, okay, I'll, I'll stand here and be good. I got, and like I said, she was going back and forth to Baltimore. In my Barracuda, I borrowed a double-barrel shotgun. I put two rounds in, and the back seat of the Barracuda flipped down. I put the shotgun with the two rounds in there. The breech was open, and I covered it. And I said, if anybody tries to attack you, don't even think about it. Just grab that thing. Don't worry about windows and whatever. But the thing that I got in her head was, lock your doors. Okay. Now, this happened in November when they found a car here. Um, why was she here? Joyce didn't drink. She didn't use a phone booth. There is no phone booth. Mm -hmm. Okay. The only thing that I'm thinking is that it's possible that she pulled in here because she was pulled over. Maskell's brother was in the police department. Right. He had all them.
cops on his side. So if that's the case, if she pulled in here, then she would have opened her window or unlocked her door if the cop asked for whatever. Right. That, that's my theory. Then the fact that uh, the prior marks were uh, found at the scene where she was, my father's tire from tracks. Oh, I didn't know they that. matched. Okay. Yeah. As a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> the, police, the police have still got his tires because they took the tires off. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I heard anyway. Mm -hmm. um, that was from the FBI agent. Yes, yeah, like I said, we had some meetings. We had yeah. two FBI agents that were put on the case. Right. We had Baltimore County cold right. case, whatever her name was. Um, and of course, we haven't heard anything since. Robin. And, the other thing that I remember was that this was a bar. This building right here. Yeah. Okay. The police interviewed everybody that was at that bar, or the bar owner. Uh -huh. The bar owner said he remembers seeing my father's car here when he come out to smoke a cigarette. Mm -hmm. When he left that night, the car was still here, but it was parked in a different spot. Okay. So that's why right. apparently they took the car over okay. to where she, her body was right. found. So, and the other thing, too, that I wanted to bring up with you, and I don't know if you were aware of it, but the lawyer who represented the girls that were abused, okay? Suitor. She wanted to talk to Darlene, my sister. <laughs> Our sister. Our sister. <laughs> but I won't say anything. <laughs> um... Because I got my train of thought derails real easy too. <laughs> uh, when she, when Darlene and her husband got there, she took Darlene into another room and asked her if she had been molested, and she said no. But she asked, "Why do you ask?" One of the women who were abused told the lawyer that she overheard. Maskell, or Joyce, telling Maskell, if she ever touched my sister Darlene, I'm going to turn you in. Now. Darlene wasn't even in the family yet, was she? Of course she was. Oh, She's wait. Sister. Oh, Darlene. Sister, yeah. Okay, Darlene. I'm thinking of Diane. Sorry. No, Diane. Darlene came to my house with you guys. Mary. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Right, yeah. right. Okay. But um, that... Why that wasn't brought out, I don't know. Hmm. Because the lawyer knows who she talked to, and if she actually heard Maskell or Joyce saying something to Maskell, hmm. there's a connection right there between the two of them. Because so, they kept saying with Joyce there was no connection with Maskell. Right. So, anyway. But Darlene uh, was how much younger than Joyce? Two years. Okay. Two so or three maybe years. She was, yeah. And she went to Keogh. No. Oh, no. she did not. No. Okay, St. But, Clemens. But uh, okay. Maskell was living in Lansdowne, right. down the street from where we lived. Yeah. Two yeah. streets down. Okay. So. Well, that. And she, he was two doing, streets over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was doing, um, I guess it was uh, Sunday services or something. My father always made us go. I need to ask you about. Okay, I talked to a young woman who said her sister was one of Joyce's best friends and that she used to watch Joyce and her sister get ready to go out, putting makeup on and stuff. Like, was there a house next door that a friend or somebody lived in? The girl's name might have been Donna. Donna Noritel? No? And she said that they used to make fun of Maskell while they were getting dressed to go out. And they'd be like, make, like imitating him and making faces and stuff. And so she knew that Joyce didn't like it. But she also told me that, and I assumed this was accurate, that when Joyce would pick up her boyfriend on the base, she would go to she would call him from here. He would get ready. She would pull up in front of his barracks, beep two times, and he would come out. And the night that she disappeared, 
there was a two-time beat, and he came out, and nobody was there. Does that make any sense to you? Doesn't. No. No. Um, a couple of things went before, before I was cut off. <laughs> I'm sorry. By, no, by somebody. Yeah. Can you tell he's the oldest brother? Oh, the yeah. Brother. yeah. Nothing, oh, is that how it is? Nothing's changed. <laughs> no, no, you asked about the car, how she wound up with the car. Right. I worked at Gino's. It's like a McDonald's. Mm -hmm. Which one did you work at? On Papsco Avenue. Okay, I know that one. And it's not, it's not terribly far because a couple times I had to walk to home. home. Yeah. But this particular night, I had taken my parents' car, and she drove up because she had a, an old Pontiac, uh -huh. and it was old. And wherever she was going, she probably felt better or, you know. Like safer. And, yeah, and yeah. the newer car. Uh-huh. And because it was only two, two years old. And she came up and said, you switch. I said, no matter me. Right. You were just going to go home, yeah. Yeah, so, and that was, that's how that came about, no more, no less. Well, you know what? People are making a huge deal over that on the internet. They're like, what's the big secret about why Joyce traded cars? And we're yeah. like, you know, yeah. and you, one me. of you told me that. Yeah. That was Yeah, why. believe me. Like I say, her car was old. I mean, it, it was, I'm sure it was trustworthy, but, you know, if you're going shopping and, and that time of year, why not take it? And, Nobody cared. Um, also, I was looking through some of our stuff at home, our paperwork. Mm -hmm. My wife, Diane, right. went to Kia. Right. Okay. She's my contact. Right, I know. But, <laughs> but she can type faster. There we go. Okay. She can. Diane. Yes. And I, we have. A 1969 Kia yearbook, mm -hmm. and I was looking at, of course, there was Sister Kathy, mm -hmm. and there's an article in there mm -hmm. about Sister Kathy. Right. Well, there's a picture of my wife graduating eighth grade, and if that's not Sister Kathy next to her, I'll do something. Eighth grade from where? St. Clement's? No, no uh, Kia. Eighth grade? Yeah. No, eighth grade would have been high school. No, went to high school in ninth grade. Okay, but Kathy was, eighth grade was not Keo. Keo was 9, 10, 11, well, and 12. Well, maybe, maybe it was a year off, you know, as far as, right. but my wife went there okay. from, and, and from so, grade, you know, all the way up okay, until, yeah. until she came over to Baltimore County. Okay. So I just thought that was odd because I kept looking at it. Is that her? Is that her? And I'm, I'm looking. In course. the 69 year old. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm looking. I'm putting my glasses on. I'm getting another pair of glasses, you know. Might have been. Was, do you know if, um, well, I could ask Diane this, if she was involved in drama club or? No. 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 And I, she I, graduated I, in 69 from Keogh. Well, and from eighth grade. That's what's on, that's what's on the photo. I just confused things. I well, should have brought it with Well, Kia was ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th, and 12th, not 8th. So 8th grade would have been St. Clement's. Uh -huh. yeah. So. No, she did not. My wife did not go to St. Clement's. Okay. Do you know where she went? Um, where she went to grade school? Where was she from? I think it has to be our beauty somewhere. A Catholic school or a public yeah, school? Yeah, I'm sure it was a Catholic okay. school because her parents were, you know. You know, Catholics and publics. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's what happened with, because I remember that, you know, okay. plain as so be as far if as. if I remember in the Keepers, the photograph, when Donald was with the filmmakers, he was, came over here by himself. Right. Was yeah. the car was sitting right over there, like next to where that one was. And I can look back in the movie, but that's the outside yeah. of the building. Yeah. And that's, or that's where it was found. found. That's where the car was found. Yeah, because it was removed. Right. Who, who found the car? Our other brother. Okay. Jerry. And when did he find the car? Next day. Were you guys out looking? Yes. Like, was it like a yes. concentrated? Yes. We my, took off from work and we started looking every My mother told, you know, because this doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. We're not the type of family that have sleepovers and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It was very odd that she went out mm -hmm. and never came back. So she was very concerned. Right. And she told my brother she was supposed to go to whatever shopping center and over here. And my, my brother came over here and goes, you know, there's the yeah. car. And reported it right away. So that's how that came about. So I I think her keys and her purse were in the front seat. 
Never okay. found her purse, never okay. found her pocketbook. Okay. Were the keys in the car? I think so. So somebody drove it back here. Yeah, yeah and they said whoever drove it back, um, there was dirt on the gas pedal, the brake pedal didn't have any dirt on it. So the person drove with both feet, gas and brake. That sounds familiar. That's what yeah, happened familiar. in Kathy's case. Yeah. That the car that was returned, Kathy's car, the person drove yeah. with both they feet. Did, they did yeah. say that. And yeah. like I said, they found the fire tire tracks mm -hmm. at the scene, so. Mm -hmm. Now, um, we still have that outstanding FOIA request, you know, that's five years old that Abby submitted to the FBI, <laughs> and they're still saying it's awaiting an analyst, right? But we talked to Gary Childs, who's the, de the detective that was on right, and he said that there was, he didn't tell us what, but he said that the FBI or somebody had met with you guys and had given you, returned some jewelry no, maybe or never got that yeah, yeah. no no oh. we just because they were asking us if we had anything now this was a, a long time ago that had Joyce. you know no mm -hmm. we did there was nothing exchanged mm -hmm. well he also said and since he said it to all of us i can say it to you yeah, you that, can say what you can say whatever right, you want that um that the fbi told them that after 25 years they destroy a I, lot of I stuff okay but Gary knew uh, an FBI agent, correct me if I'm wrong, that went and found the slides from when she, her body was recovered to see what was under the slides, mm -hmm. right? And most but of... But not from the FBI. Where did he say no, it came from? from the medical yeah, from the yeah. medical yes. examiner. Yes. So you already know this. So they looked at the slides and this... Uh, guy who was looking at them. What, what did he say about the fingerprints? They're trying to extract DNA from the fingerprints. We heard that. From the ink? Yes, from the ink. Yeah, that's a new process. They yeah. Have. Yeah, they, that was all explained okay. to us. And that most of what was under the slides was too damaged to identify. Does that seem? We didn't, we didn't get any results. This, this was right. an, an ongoing thing. Mm -hmm. So why do you think, do you think there's evidence being held back from all of you? Do you think somebody's hiding something? I've never heard of any kind of a, a murder case that they get rid of any evidence, period. Right. And whether it be FBI, whether yeah. it be anything. And, and why was, you know, we were told at one time that they gave the case to Anne Arundel County. That never happened. Mm -hmm. Never happened. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, did, I did hear that, uh, what's her name? The... Robin. Robin Teal? Yeah. That she was supposed to be getting something from the FBI. Right. The fingerprints or whatever. Uh -huh. And that they were going to pursue the DNA thing. Okay. That. So we never heard any more about well, that. Well, she told me that, um, see, when, when Kathy and Joyce, because the times were so close together and the FBI was responsible for Joyce and Baltimore County was responsible for Kathy, mm -hmm. that there was a joint task force and that they were going to see if they could connect the two. And that gave Robin a foot in the door to be able to look at the FBI files. So she couldn't copy anything. She couldn't bring anything with her. But she said she was able to look at some things, and I think somebody shared some of that with you. Did she come to your house and yeah. to somebody's yeah. house? And, yeah. Well, that's what we heard. Mm -hmm. uh, she, they haven't? Okay. They're not? ignoring you and they are still we just saw gary and i'd never met him before he was very open um do you guys think the two were connected which you oh, got believe it, yeah. do you i definitely believe it. yeah, yeah. It's, what do you think it well, could there, be yeah. Yeah. there are two other women yes uh grace yeah. montagna who was, do you know where Westport is on the other side of Lakeland? Yeah. On the other side of Lansdale. Yeah. Okay. And Pam Conyers. And then there was a young man named Danny Crochetti who was over at Our Lady of Victory who could have, could have been connected. Yeah. So, um, yeah. 
Yeah. Where are your heads with all this? Like, are you guys like sort of frustrated? This this has been going on for 40, 50, 40, 40, almost almost 49 years. years. Yeah. Nobody nobody's ever contacted us until the keepers. That's and it seemed like after the keepers, that was great. That was done excellent. And there was you know a little bit of you know. So the other thing that we heard when we met, met with the FBI agents, we're sitting here and we don't hear nothing, nobody tells us mm -hmm. anything. The FBI agents told us that what happened was they come here and they got everybody out that, that was in the bar that they could. Right. Okay. Her boyfriend and anybody that was in that day room at the mm -hmm. time, they interviewed them. Mm -hmm. They also searched okay. for me, even the rooftops looking for any her purse or really? wallet or oh, anything like yeah there. exactly mm -hmm. see we thought where they her, did nothing where her body was found mm -hmm. i understand they put a coffer dam on they blocked the water they had uh her body was found partially in the water okay and in order to go in there for evidence it was swampy at the time mm -hmm. and not anymore mm -hmm. um they put a coffer dam up and went in there searching for evidence. Couldn't find anything. Mm -hmm. Now, nobody told us any of this right. when it was going on. Right. So as far as we knew, nothing was being done. Well, we kind of all got stuck in the same place because when it's a cold case, they don't, like, the information goes one way. They don't tell us anything. Because let's say they told me something that was in the files and then somebody gets arrested for this. I could be hauled into court and they could say, well, Gemma saw the files, so we're throwing this whole thing out. But, um, so I'm just skipping my mind up here to ask you guys. Oh, um, Joseph Maskell was counseling soldiers that had come back from Vietnam with PTSD and were stationed at Fort Meade. And I always wondered if maybe he could have picked somebody that was, like, pretty out there to do the dirty work because um, I don't want to upset you so tell me to stop but apparently Joyce was found the way our American soldiers are trained to kill the Viet Cong we, we because it's fast with, with like because a, our, yeah. not to interrupt you but when you have a thought you don't want to lose it no go ahead <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay I'm right there with you no, because Steve uh -huh. said to the FBI about the route. How was it tied? Right. Do you still have anything but, you know, uh -huh. you know, because, so, you know, they could tie, tie a knot differently. Sure. Then I would. I mean, mm -hmm. I would just, I'd tie a bow tie or something, you know, that's the way I am. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's, it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating as can be. Mm -hmm. Because we, we feel, you know, that they're just waiting for us to die off, which is happening. Yeah. And it'll all go away. Well, well, we'll prevent that. It's not going to go away. He's 29. <laughs> we appreciate that somebody's still involved. Are yeah. you kidding? Because this is really important to us. And what happened with you guys not being given information was wrong. Oh, and yeah. We, so, we, yeah. We're it, fighting it's for you. It's a possibility you. that we didn't ask the right questions. You know, yeah, I, I don't, true. you know, it's... I don't know. And, but how often does this happen? Hopefully, never. <laughs> and if that is the case where evidence was destroyed many years later, that's not okay. No. And so a great thing about a podcast is we have a platform to create change. And so that's something that needs changed. If that's true, it needs to be changed. Yeah, somebody definitely, you know. So we, you totally have our support. We packed up and followed Don and Pat Malecki to the location at Fort Meade, where Joyce's remains were discovered. It takes about 10 minutes today to drive from where her car was discovered to where her remains were found. This area is now protected land. When we arrived at the entrance to the grounds, the gate was closed and locked. So, we waited for a long time, and just by lock, a park ranger passed us on his way home. Pat explained why we were there and the reason we wanted to visit the location by the river. So the park ranger escorted us onto the property and followed us to where Joyce was found. Even when you got onto the Fort Meade base back then, this area really wasn't a common place to be. This is part of Fort Meade. Oh, it is. Okay, okay. So, yeah. but it is a reserve. 
Also found Kathy. Right, we were just talking, we were just about, talking that. about that. Coincidental. Yeah. We, yeah. In doing some research, the older one, you know, Kathy, is a registered sex offender. And I know, and they were from Middle River, which is where Maskell had his boat. And all went out on the boat with me. And there would have been no reason for them to be all the way over in Kelthorpe shooting squirrels and rabbits. Well, so, from, as I said, from what the, right. uh, the FBI said, the hunters that found. Joyce's body were mushroom hunters. They weren't mm, bang bang shoot them up. And I know there's a lot of people that do that. They go mm-hmm. around the hunt for mushrooms. Don't they take like pigs or dogs or something <clears throat> with them? I yeah. thought that the newspaper said that they were deer hunters, setting up a deer something. Like a deer blind. Well, they, a deer they, blind. That's what the word was. They damn sure wouldn't do it in a reserve. That's what that's I thought true. was weird. Yeah, yeah. When I read that in the newspaper, I was like, "Why are you in a reserve doing that?" That's just like where Sister Kathy was found. That's a residential portion. When you go down there, I didn't see any squirrels. Yeah, no, I don't think he would hunt there. Like I said, if you go down through this gate, right, as you go up the road, there'll be a building on the left. Okay, and it says stop for a pass or whatever, but I never did. And immediately after that, it make a left hand turn. And as you go down the road, maybe a half a mile, and it's all wood, just like this, uh, you'll come to a bridge. You stop before the bridge, and you look on the other side, right. and look straight down where the, the river turns. Right. That's where her body was found. Let me ask you this. Um, the files that the FBI has, even though they said they destroy things after 25 years, they told us they have 4,000 pages that an analyst has to go through. And redact and everything, redact. yeah. Okay. Now, yeah, for do 49 you have, years. Yeah. Do you have any indication about anything that's in there? Or that, is that the stuff, are they lying? Was it thrown away? I mean, no, we heard there was a lot of pages. Mm-hmm. Somebody said that. But once again, we are completely 100% out of picture until this came about mm-hmm. we knew we you know now if somebody had passed some information over to our parents they did not you know say anything mm-hmm. to us. i was mm-hmm. just a snot nosed kid mm-hmm. you know, i'm not <laughs> did you also notice the coincidence that they're saying that that, that this that this evidence was destroyed the same period of time the doe row in in right. in uh the Roe and Doe case is happening. There are a lot of high, high, I mean, we're talking about politicians all the way up to um, really important people in Baltimore. And they were all taking care of each other because they exactly. were Exactly, and it does happen. Caribbean service yeah. with Masters girls. It does happen. Yeah. The detective also shared with us another important detail about if the evidence is being destroyed at that time, there's a lot of question on why would you be destroying it when you could have tested it with DNA that wasn't available back then. That was a time in the 90s where DNA was very advanced. We, again, our uh, brother-in-law, he was a, a policeman. He went from Baltimore City and went to Baltimore County. And he said never heard of any, like, a case like this that you would get rid of evidence ever. Right. right. Ever. Now, if something happens to the building, like it blows up or burns down, now that's something entirely different. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what we've been hearing, and, you know, we're questioning everybody. Right. <laughs> yep. So are we. And you don't, so. you know, it's, 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 it's sad to say, but you really don't trust anybody. Right. right. What they're telling you. Now, these, 
these young FBI agents, they, you know, at that meeting, they were all gung ho and everything. And we thought, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. And we were talking and said, have you heard nothing or anything? Nothing or anything. It's frustrating. Yeah, I believe it. Here comes a car. Probably employee leaving. I'll hold the gate. <laughs> I could go talk to him. Go ahead. <laughs> What's that all about? Is this like an, like an army vehicle? No, it has Maryland plates. Mm. Look at us all standing. Yeah, I know, this person's like, smiling. What are you doing? Okay, so I need to get into the... Oh, they probably, I wonder if there's cameras around here. I couldn't control them. He's over there now. You think there's like cameras, security cameras here? There might be. Oh, no? No. Did they ever talk? Well, first of all, who, Wensley's hunters, did they call the police? Did they call the base command? Or what did they do? Uh, do you no know? Clue. Okay. I can imagine that when they found them, like I said, there's a building up here. Okay. Where you're supposed to stop oh, yeah, and get a pass. Right. Yeah. I'm okay. sure that that's where they went. Right. And oh, then okay. they notified the army. Right. And then who contact who contacted you guys? Hey Pat. How long does it take to get to where to go? This man's being very, very nice. No, I was just wondering which bridge. We have two bridges. What do you after the contact? Take a left. That's the old Forge Bridge. Now that's a newer bridge. Because the old bridge, well, they did. It was an old army bridge, and the tank right there was four to Yeah. Because they couldn't have gone over that old bridge. They would have ended up in the drink outside there. Let's go in. Okay. That area there wasn't as high as it is now. It was low and she was partially in the water. She had sticks in her hair and dirt and sand on her face. Didn't even clean her up. Yeah, that's something that'll with me the rest of my life now if you take this road and follow it down that is the backside of tipton airport mm -hmm. and where is kimbro from here it's the base hospital it's right? the base hospital but i couldn't tell you where. right um and they handled did they handle the autopsy and yes. or was that turned over to I, that, that I can't tell you. Okay. Okay. I know that her body was taken to Kimbra. And what they did there, I have no idea. Earlier, you mentioned that mushroom hunters found her. That's what they, the FBI said. Would they have been mushroom hunting in November, do you think? I have no idea. Well, it was warm that year, and this was just right after Kathy disappeared. Right. Yeah. So we know it went up to the 60s, so I, yeah, right. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's, that's just what the FBI said. Because mm -hmm. initially we heard there was just hunters. And then we didn't find out until we went to Rosemary's and met with the FBI agents. They're the ones that said they were mushroom hunters. Mm -hmm. 
Is there a road or a trail that goes close to where she was this found? This was all different. That's what you're saying here. Yeah. Yeah. That's the old shed. Where that did, did you stone. notice on the old road? All beat up. Yeah. After you made your left, okay, then all of a sudden it became two roads. You know where that stone is, Gemma? That's where the old road was. Well, yeah. hunters in here. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So maybe it was September through uh, January. Okay. So maybe it was. I don't know where mushroom came from. Right. Yeah. What about mushroom hunters? Would they have mushroom hunted in, in November? November? I don't know. I know there are people come in and they go after. Um, they're called. Uh, Fiddlehead. Fiddlehead ferns. Right. We've had people come in and get them to taste and we're going to sell them at their restaurant. <laughs> what does this? Fiddlehead ferns. Sell them at the restaurant. They look real prehistoric. I think they look the same as they did. like. But I don't think that there's, there's a, they're in a lot of on like cake. Someone that just didn't drive across the bridge didn't see her. Oh no no no! This wasn't driving. No, this this was this was training for tanks, and the tanks oh. were acting down this way further. And she was she was found the next day. Right. Yeah, not like Sister Kathy. Sister Kathy stayed there for a while. Right till January. Yeah. Yeah. This was this wasn't like this. This bridge wasn't here. That's what he was just explaining us, giving us some, you know, what's going on. And you can see old bridge, right? Yeah, you know, forty-nine years ago. <laughs> 